بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد باب استحباب الطيب الكلام وطلاقة الوجه عند اللقاء قال الله تعالى أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم واخفض جناحك للمؤمنين وقال تعالى فبما رحمة من الله لنت لهم ولو كنت فضا غليظ القلب لنفضوا من حولك this is a new chapter. The chapter is very brief. However, it is an extremely important chapter as it directly addresses the mizaj and temperament of a believer, how we should be, what our manner should be in dealing with one another. The heading which Imam Nawi rahimahullah has given, Istihbab Tibil Kalam, the desirability of speaking good words, and to have a smiling face when meeting people. Unfortunately, as we mentioned many times before, when it comes to what we call taqwa, piety, and in fact, ibadat, the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, many of us have a very, very limited and confined and restricted understanding of what constitutes piety and what constitutes the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We tend to restrict and confine this to what we understand is acts of ibadat, waking up for tahajjud salah, reading our chash, reading our ishraq, engaging in tilawat of Qur'an, in the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, etc. However, when we look into Qur'an and hadith, particularly the akhlaq and the character of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then we find a completely different picture emerging. The great emphasis that Rasulullah placed upon dealing kindly with people, being considerate of one another. In fact, if you look at this heading that Imam Nawi rahimullah is giving, the desirability of meeting a person with a smiling face, this constitutes an act of ibadat. This is Allah Ta'ala's worship also. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he gave Abu Zar radiallahu ta'ala. Interestingly, it was Abu Zar. Why? Because Abu Zar radiallahu ta'ala, his nature, his, his temperament was, he leaned towards being a bit harsh. That is why we find in the latter part of the life of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, after Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam passed away also, Abu Zar migrated out of Medina Munawara. And he lived a fairly solitary life. Interestingly, it was him that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said this to, that, Ya Aba Dhar, that, O oh Abu Dhar, La tahqiranna min al-ma'roofi shay'a. La tahqiranna min al-ma'roofi shay'a. Do not consider any good deed to be insignificant. And then, what did Rasulullah refer to single out or highlighted as an act of good deed? That this is Allah's ibadat, this is a good deed. 
What is it? وَلَوْ أَن تَلْقَى أَخَاكَ بِوَجْهٍ Even meeting your Muslim brother with a smiling face. Now how much effort does it take to smile? When you meet a person, how much effort does it take to be affable? To have a personality that is approachable? This in shariat constitutes ibadat. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we find many, many ahadith. This description given of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that kana nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam daim al-bishr kathiru tabassum that Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's personality was affable. He had an approachable nature. He was constantly, outwardly appeared to be happy. Kathiru tabassum he would frequently smile. Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, when she was asked to describe Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, first thing she said in her description, kana dhahakan, bassaman. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was always smiling. He was always affable. He was always happy. When if, you, if you want to understand how much of emphasis the shariat has placed upon these aspects being aspects of ibadat, that this is also like you go out of your way, it's difficult, particularly on a cold winter's night to wake up for tahajjud, sometimes in a place when the weather is very, very cold to make wuzu at that time, requires effort, it's not easy for a person to sacrifice his sleep, sacrifice his luxury, sacrifice his comfort. We do it readily, we do it happily. Why? Because we know the great reward. We consider this to be an ibadat. In exactly the same way, being affable, being approachable, being soft-natured, smiling with one another, being tolerant of one another, having regard for one another, that also takes effort. And that also constitutes great acts of ibadat. If you look at hajj, for example, Rasulullah said, Al-Hajjul Mabrur Laysa Lahu Jazaun Illa Al-Jannah. Al-Hajjul Mabrur Laysa Lahu Jazaun Illa Al-Jannah. He said, Mabrur Hajj. Mabrur Hajj. There is no other return but Jannah. In other words, Jannah is guaranteed. Guaranteed you are a Jannati if you will make a Mabrur Hajj. So Sahaba asked, Wama Birul Hajj. Ya Rasulullah, what does it mean that the Hajj is Mabrur? So what is maksud? What is the object? Now logically, if we use our mindset, what should have been the answer? That, that that haji who ties the ihram and in that ihram exerts himself tremendously in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes he's in Mina, sometimes he's in Muzdalifa, sometimes he's in Arafah. He's excessively making tawaf of Kaabatullah. This would be our understanding. Yet when this question was put, and in such a context, when Nabi Islam said, if this is your hajj, you are a jannati. Laysa lahu jazaun. No other return. Jannat guaranteed. So when Sahaba asked, wama bilrul hajj? Ya Rasulullah, what is, a, what, what is mabrur hajj? What answer does Rasulullah Islam give? He says, it'amu ta'am wa kalam. He said, it is that haji who is generous, feeds people. That haji who is kind to others, watibul kalam, and that haji who speaks good words, speaks considerately, speaks kindly to people, that is mabrur hajj. 
He didn't speak of any of what we understand to be aspects of ibadat and worship. Why? Because this also is part of shariat, part of deen. This carries great reward. مَا مِنْ شَيْءٍ أَثْقَلْ فِي مِيزَانِ الْعَبْدِ الْمُؤْمِنِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ مِنْ خُلُقٍ حَسَنٍ He said there is nothing, nothing, nothing that is more weighty. In some riwayats, Rasulullah said, weightier than what? Weightier than fasting every day for your entire life and weightier than staying up in salah for the entire night for your entire life. Weightier than that is having good akhlaq and character. And ulama say that akhlaq and character without control, husn kalam ke baghair akhlaq, husn akhlaq ho hi nahi sakta. Without you learning to speak considerately and speak kindly, it is impossible that you will achieve akhlaq and character. And there is nothing that is weightier on the scale of deeds on the Day of Judgment than this, than akhlaq and character, which without husne kalam is impossible. And interestingly, we find that both the verses of the Qur'an, which Imam Nawawi rahimahullah brings in the introduction of this particular chapter, I'm repeating the heading. Why? Because like I said, even though the chapter is very concise and brief, the importance of it cannot be overstated. Desirability of speaking good words and smiling when meeting people, he brings two verses of the Qur'an. And in both these verses, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is directly addressing Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And more often than not, Mufassirin mention in such verses where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is addressed directly like this, from these verses of the Qur'an we extract what we call the adab and etiquettes of a da'i. Because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa primary role was that he was the messenger of Allah. He was Rasulullah. And he had come for the reformation and the guidance of the entire humanity. So if you want to be a source of guidance, if you want to be somebody who is able to reform others, then these aspects of, are integral and essential in your psyche and in your makeup and in your akhlaq. Without this, you can never be a da'i. Without this, you can never be one who reforms others. Ulama Ikram mentioned that in these verses of the Qur'an where Rasulullah is directly addressed, from this we learn and this is a thermometer for us. This is a yardstick for us to gauge. Because we find that those things where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directly addresses Rasulullah to absolute perfection those things would be found in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The first verse, Allah's Rasulullah if you look at the words, وَخْفِضْ this is imperative, this is what we call Amar. In other words, he is being commanded directly by Allah. Who is being commanded? Rasulullah is being commanded. Why? Not that this wasn't there. Like I said, it was already there to perfection in his life. Allah's command, he was the absolute symbol of it. It would have been there to perfection. But why? These things are being highlighted for you and I. That we have to develop this. And we have to bring this in our lives, particularly if we want to be a source of guidance to others, like Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was. So in the first verse, Allah Ta'ala commands Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 
وَخْفِضْ وَخْفِضْ لُوَا Humble In other words, in the tafsir of it, Mufassir has written, لَيِّنْ جَانِبَكْ وَتَوَاضَعْ Soften your wings, soften your temperament, be humble, adopt humility, وَخْفِضْ جَنَاحَكْ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ For who? For, the, for your fellow believers. We run out of time, inshallah, we'll continue.